The following podcast is a production of Vital for Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to the Vital for Women podcast, where we share the stories of successful businesswomen and discuss how the benefits of abundant, affordable, and accessible energy positively impacts their business. I'm your host, Lynn Granger, and today I welcome Patty Kurgan to the show. Patty, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Patty, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and how you became such an advocate for small business? I grew up in a family-owned business. My dad started it in 1957. He started as a transportation company for uh, just trucks within the Chicago area. He eventually grew it into air freight and went into warehousing. When I was in third grade, he started taking me to the office on Saturdays where I would file bills. When I got to be in sixth grade or seventh grade, I could type invoices and bills of lading and just work my way up. And eventually, I was the controller of the company when I graduated, after I graduated from college. And I saw firsthand how rules and regulations directly impacted the business. And it was quite costly. So a lot of times we had to decide, are we going to eat that cost or are we going to pass it on to the consumer? A lot of times we do. We have to pass it on to the end user in order for us to survive. Just watching that and seeing it get worse as the years go on, and eventually I moved here to Colorado, got actively involved with the National Federation of Independent Business, I said, I'm on board, whatever we can do for the small business owner. And I still remember to this day, Ronald Reagan, he actually went to one of the anniversary parties for NFIB. And he states in his uh, uh, comments that it really is the small business owner who's the backbone of America. If it wasn't for Main Street America, we wouldn't be where we are today. So it's very important that we do support the small business owner. And what is your connection to the transportation industry currently? What I do is large freight. So FedEx, UPS, companies like that, they do a great job for the normal freight, maybe let's say going between Denver and Chicago or small packages. So I'm doing more the out of the box type of freight. So like my best story is one time I got a phone call and somebody had a 6,000 pound vehicle going to Fort Good Hope. And I asked her, I said, I truly don't know where that is. Can you tell me? She goes, oh, don't worry. It's right over the Canadian border in Saskatchewan. And I said, fine. You know, we'll get it cleared through customs, no problem. Actually, it was closer to the Arctic Circle. So it was my first time I had to work with an ice trucker. So it's it's more the out-of-the-box type of moves. And it's fun because I learned from it. And what relationship would you say that the transportation industry has with the energy industry? And how important is that relationship? It's extremely important. Even this example that I just gave you, it was for a gas and oil exploration company that they were using as their vehicle because it was equipped where they could spend a night or two in it as well and so you have that aspect where we're we're moving products that are manufactured that need to go to the industry itself in terms of the cost of gas and oil affects us as well so as gas prices go up 
again, we're in this, what do we do? Do we pass it on or can we eat it up? And I'm sure a lot of people can say they see that fuel surcharge on their bill and we have to pass it on to the consumer. So in some years, just recently, when the cost of gas went down, we were able to reduce the full su- excuse me, fuel surcharge. Now it's going up, so you're going to see that increase. So when we pass it on to our customers, we know that we're passing it on to their end user, which is normally the consumer today. We are faced with Proposition 112 this year, which will be on the ballot in November, which is effectively a ban on oil and gas production in the state of Colorado. We talk about how that would really impact, negatively impact the economy as a whole here in the state, not just that particular industry. Can you talk about how that would affect the transportation industry in particular? Well, again, it's supply and demand, basic econ. And the fact of the matter is if there's less supply, there's still that high demand, so we're going to see a drastic increase in the cost of gas. Then when you look at it as an industry itself, what they, the oil and gas industry, so I think it's two jobs minimum for every job in the oil and gas industry. So you're going to be cutting out a lot of auxiliary positions, which will really hurt Colorado. I've done a lot of door-to-door talking to small business owners. So I have been across the state. And if gas and oil goes away, I can guarantee you that it's going to drastically affect many of the small businesses here in Colorado, whether they're the in the IT industry and they're doing some of the data or helping find the gas or oil, um, again, transportation, the people who manufacture parts, whether it's for even the, the trucks themselves that we're transporting um, the goods or whether it's for the oil industry directly. There's a lot of manufacturing going on, so it, it will. And then you have the taxes that the gas and oil industry contribute here to the state of Colorado. I think, I don't remember the exact number, about $1.6 billion. And if that goes away, again, it will hurt schools, and they already say they don't have enough money as it is. So there's some drastic consequences. And then I look at it as a private property issue as well. So if if the gas and oil industry has bought this property outright, they have the rights to do what they want with it as long as they're not drastically hurting anybody else. And they should have the right to do their, their drilling. And what about property rights as it pertains to, to small businesses that might have mineral or property rights? And what would this do to them? Obviously, they would lose those property rights. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm a strong advocate. As long as it's not injuring or hurting some other person, you should be able to do what you want on your property. And you look at people who might, in the family, it might be three, four generations where they have owned this property and they have the mineral rights, and all of a sudden somebody comes in and says, oh, no longer do you have the rights, we're taking it away from you, you can't drill, or it's wrong, it's just wrong. Private property is your own personal private property, and rules and regulations are wrong when it's addressed and takes away or diminishes your private property value. As a woman with such a vast background in business, how important do you think it is for women to be involved in these conversations? I think it's extremely important. We were talking early about advocacy, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why I'm being more vocal these days is because of my grandson, and I want to make sure that he has the same opportunities that I have had in my lifetime. 
And if we start taking away private property rights or, or we start escalating the number, the number of rules and regulations that we all have to abide by, it's taking away our freedom. And women need to be involved in the conversation because there's so many issues going on. For energy, a lot of people just think it's gas and oil. Here in Colorado, we see that there's a, a big shift that they want to go to renewable energy. I believe in all forms of energy. I don't think we should concentrate on any one. We should allow all to develop. I also believe there should be no subsidies. Let's not pick winners and losers. And it's very important that we look at all forms of energy and, and we're knowledgeable about it. Too many people, not just women, men and women, they hear the sound bites on TV or on the radio station and they're like, oh, that's horrible or that's good. You need to look at the issues. And, and I use it as an example. In 2016, I walked about 15,000 doors during that cycle, election cycle. And I started off with Amendment 69. And many people didn't have any knowledge about it except for what they heard on the radio. And they go, oh, I think it's great. It will help health care here in the state. And I would ask people, did you read the ballot initiative? And they said, no. I said, I think you need to read it. And then you can come to your conclusion. I'll respect your opinion when you become a knowledgeable voter. Just don't listen to the sound bites. Well, it turned out I hit this one neighborhood, same exact people on oil and gas. I was going back a second time. And they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you came to the door last time because we actually read the ballot initiative. And you're right. This would be very harmful for the state of Colorado because of all the taxes. So what are you here for today? And I would say, well, gas and oil fracking what do you think about it so again they go some were actually embarrassed and they go only what i've heard on the radio but i know you want me to research and i said please so i actually had to go back to that neighborhood a third time and people were saying you know we've been talking about fracking at the kitchen table during dinner and from what we're reading as we research it it's not what we've been told or the sound bites that we hear so it's just becoming a knowledgeable person. Don't just listen to the sound bites. And I'll respect your opinion wherever you land after you've read up on it and have an understanding. It's amazing what a little information and education can do. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Okay, thank you. This episode and all others of the Vital for Women podcast can be found at vitalforcolorado.com slash women. New episodes are available each Tuesday and can also be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. Our executive producers, Debbie Brown and Amplify Strategies. Our technical producers, John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. I'm your host, Lynn Granger. Thank you for listening and welcome to the conversation.